even though I, I, I had to go to nursing, go to teaching, but I always knew that I'm an entertainer. Welcome to another episode of Winning Woman, a podcast brought to you by City Press that celebrates women who have broken the glass ceiling in their respective fields and created a path for the next generation. This week, City Press multimedia journalist Balesa Ramini sits down with renowned actress Connie Chiaume to speak about her career in the entertainment industry that has spanned four decades. The seasoned actress has embodied characters on theatre stages, TV screens, and international films. Here's how it all started. During those days, you wouldn't dare say Mfunuyotol or Act, and the only thing that you could do at that time as a black person, because a lot of careers were not open for black people, the only thing that you could do that time was to either either to teach, or be a nurse, or be a social worker, or be umapalani, you know, stuff like that. So there was no, we didn't have a broad choice of careers. So, and I think the reason I went to teaching mainly it was because during those days, a teaching they used to pay us. Okay. And if they don't have money to take you to high school or to varsity, then you do anything knowing that I'm training, but at the same time, I'm also earning a little bit of something because oh. we only went to school maybe once or twice a week. Then the rest of the times we were in the ward working. So that's why we we're earning money. So I went to nursing because of that reason. Okay. There wasn't money to take me any further. So, uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, because I have a beautiful son, um, I, get, I, I, I fell pregnant. And during that time, there were laws. You know, I don't know whether it was a law or it's something that the hospital was just doing on their own. If you fell pregnant, they wouldn't take you back. So when I wanted to go back to go and finish, they didn't take me back. So that's why I ended up a Wilberforce teacher training in, in Everton. I was very fortunate to get there and find a, a principal called Umulope. Um, I think it was about seven of us who had metric. Um, because e e PTC, the, the, the primary teacher's course, you would do it in HAC. I don't know if, if I don't even know if you know HAC. There was junior certificate after after a primary. Okay. You'd go and do a form one, form two, form three. Okay. So if form three, maybe you HAC. Okay. Then after JC, there are certain little courses that you can do. Teaching was also one of them. Okay. And so then you after did HAC, it. then you can go and do form four, form five. That's metric. Okay. So you did the JC. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I did the JC and then I did the, the, the form four, form five in the Eastern Cape, AAL and Pennsylvania. So when I went to do a teaching, the principal decided, you know what, guys, I want to promote you to do just one year. You can go to second year if you want. I think it was seven of us. Two of us refused and they said, we want to do one and two. So I'm one of those people that agreed that I, now I'm going to attempt and do the second year because if I fail, it's still okay. Mm. I will repeat after all the course a year, two years. 
So I was fortunate to, to pass. And that's when, after that, I came to Liratung, a higher primary in Orlando to come and teach there. And unfortunately, the year that we came to teach, that's the year when the... Which year was this? 1976. Okay. The famous 1976. Okay. That's when the, the uprising okay. started. Okay. Yeah. Who? Yeah. There was... How was that for you? See, now I'm going to ask, how was that for you, being there during that time? You know what? We were brought up and taught by teachers who belong to the to the black activist organizations. So even us as teachers, we were, were activists. You know, I remember the teachers who used to teach us, they belonged to SASO, South African Students Organization. They belonged to BCM, a Black Consciousness mm-hmm. Movement uh, organizations. Those are t- teachers that used to teach us. So we understood exactly where the kids were coming from. And we were almost on the same age, Navantanabe School at that time, you know. So um, when the riots, I don't even want to call them riots, I want to call them uprisings because they were uprising against a system, a system that was forcing them to be taught subjects in Africans. It wasn't an uprising against Africans as a subject. They wanted kids to be taught subjects in Africans. By who? Because even the teachers themselves have not done any subject in Africans, you know? They were really trying to force it because I remember now when I was from Form 1 to Form 5, I did agriculture and it was called Landbow. I did Landbow for five years. I did Reken Kende for five years. Reken Kende, which is arithmetic. <laughs> so can, you can imagine if you have to do much in history, in Medicine, and all that in Africans, yeah. who the hell is going to teach you? Because <laughs> even the very teachers are bias, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that was the uprising. You know, it started like it was something that was going to end because we just had rumors coming because I was in Orlando. This thing started in in Orlando West, the, the actual uprising. Mm. But you know, the actual strike, I remember there was a school next to us called Mtonjen. Kids used to say, now I didn't know what a sit-in is. Okay. Yeah. At the time. At the time. Okay. Those kids used to sit, go to a high and they sit in. They were just sitting Mtonjen, they were not going to school because they were rebelling against this thing. Then on this particular day, we were told, hey, Orlando West, the uh, one child has already been shot to Hector on the 16th, okay. on the 16th okay. year. And the, the people, the white people who were working in the township, because uh, Orlando, we are on the main road going towards the freeway, Pumela, Napan, they were already running out, you know, white people that are working mm. in the township. And myself and colleagues of mine, we decided to walk because, like, there was no transport, no good to lab. So we started walking, going towards Orlando. Hey, when we get there, we find that, yo, it's burning. You know, the, the, the bottle stores are already burning. We are told there's a doctor who has just been killed by the kids because they got angered by this child who was shot there. And there was no transport in Klala Ekilani, all the way Orlando was down there. So I had to walk back home. And we thought, ah, maybe it's something, Jay, for today. Ah, man. It went on and on and on. You know, it was it was not a good sight. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the first time, Sponama Hippo, you know, these big um, army trucks. Yeah, coming into the, the townships, shooting randomly. 
who I don't know from my school we buried about two kids two yeah uh, oh it was bad it was bad like the whole township now was burning the offices they started burning cars that were coming in to deliver stuff anything that belonged to a white person was just banned there were no kids at school struggling for transport to just go to school to go and sit and there was nothing happening except on weekends to just go and bury people that were being killed by by the system so, that time i mean how long did that last for i would like to say it really lasted for a long time because remember even up to the 80s mm. there were still happening sporadic uprisings here mm. and there it didn't just end there in 76 so we would come to school like that for almost a year nothing was happening kids were not coming to school so one day we were just sitting with other teachers and then there was a newspaper on the table. I was just going through the newspaper and I saw a little article there. They were looking for dancers and singers and musicians. Mm. So I did have my 25 cent ne, in my purse. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot at the time. <laughs> yes, that was, that, that was a lot, but not quite a lot because okay. at least it could take me to Joburg and back by train. Okay. So I went to Mlamlangunzi, caught a train went straight to that place where they were auditioning mm. and I remembered everything that I used to do on the stoop Ekaya, mm. back in Velkom. What I did there is what I was doing on the stoop and when they told me, Uguti, they are shortlisting me. Huh? I can't be shortlisted, I'm a teacher. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what do you mean shortlist? Can you please tell me now, sir, because I can't keep on coming here. <laughs> And then, <laughs> yeah, so I was cast there and then, you know, and I go home where I was staying because by then, by then my parents were already in Malawi. By the way, my mother is Zulu, Umawamum Zulu, she's from Escort in Ataluman Rove. My father was a Malawian. Mm. So by then, my parents had already gone to Malawi. So I was all by myself here in Jobek. I had a sister and a brother in Velcom, one sister in PE, one sister in Great Town. So Lana, I'm just by myself with, you know, close friends and relatives. Yo, when I told them that I'm going to, to, to the show, I'm going to rehearse, everyone was just against me, you know. And now I didn't know whether to go back or whether to stay good teaching. But you know what? I decided. You know what? I'm going. But what was the reason? Was it for because you? Uh, because the the, the the I mean, issue is is not a, um. You don't have a stable job, you know. Okay. You are a freelancer. Okay. After you do this show, my pay what then? Okay. That's what they were saying so to they were me. Saying stick to I wouldn't have my benefits. I wouldn't have Stay there. Okay. You are safer there. Okay. But in my heart, I was like, yo, we were Israeli, yo. <laughs> We were a Chris. <laughs> and you know how much I was earning then? Mm -mm. I was earning 101 rand per month. And then now, here's the opportunity. Nyahamba number one in your overseas in Zondiza. The 101 rand was from the teaching. Yes, per okay. month. Okay. And then now, Nyandiza, Nya Ekris, Nase Israel, and Nzokola 100 rand per week. Yo, <laughs> I have said no ways I'm going. I, 
Hi, I went. Can you imagine the difference? I am going. But I ended up going here. Yeah, no, it was a wonderful experience, you know, being out of the country. Uh, well, it wasn't the first time because I had been to Malawi before, but it was the first time here that far. Out of the continent. You know, out of the continent. Hey, man, the apartheid, apartheid that time it was still bad. Mm. And I'm, I'm from this atmosphere where I have seen blood being spilled everywhere, kids being killed and everywhere. And then you go to Israel, you find that you're not discriminated against. Mm. At that time, there were places where we couldn't get in as black people. And you go there, you find Gutman, you can go to any toilet, you can eat whatever you want. Mm. It was such fun. And people are just happy to see us. They love our show. We are, you know, we are big. <laughs> if I should put it that way, we are respected. So it was such a wonderful, wonderful experience to be in that to be in that show. What it be, Mama Vuso, Mam Sonto, Mamukiti, Stella Muloi. These are all characters you've played. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So I made a note here, you could see. So for example, Stella Muloi was old fourteen, mm. she was that ruthless type of person, mm. fearless, mm. you know. Then Mamukiti go Rhythm City was so mm. you know, so so Umama. you know. Hey. And then Mam Sonto. I sort of sort sort of noted that Mam Sonto is sort of like in between. Yeah. Yeah, she's sort of like the Usonto Uzoti. Uzoti Maru Uzoti o Uzoti ne but Uzoti o Otanda is familiar and and he and very strangely she also cares about the community. And, and other people. And, and the way she cares for people is very strange because she cared for Oma Zed, Oma Adopter, but was Omfundi Subzuzi. You know? Mm. But she also cares for Abanyabantu because if you can think about her, she's always letting people come and stay in her house. Mm. She lets them stay in the, in, in the house. But when it's time for her to go and do her work, then she, you know, she really has to do. Mm. She Resist. really has to do mm. her work. Yeah. And I mean, over the years, which character would you say resonates with you, Umam Kony, the most? Uh, I would say Umam Kate. Really? Mm. I would say Umam Kate. Umam Kate was an innocent mother, Australia, ongena, like peacefully. She loved her family so much loved her children, loved her husband, and she actually really wanted to keep the family together. Mm. And she was dedicated to Ugutiba, Batole education, and anything else which they need. And over and above that, she also loved the community, Omamkit. She would go all out to help people, mm. you know, outside her home. And if you remember well, she even got killed for that. Yes. Because she was uh, uh, protecting that uh, those kids who who were orphans when this woman wanted to take advantage of them. Mm. She was protecting that that child until she actually even got killed. I wanted to ask your thoughts on the entertainment industry now, where it is. Because if you look back at the day, was good is nice and obviously mm. there was the time then and how it is now what do you think of where we are now in the as a country in terms of 
our television and what we're producing? I think, you know, those days there was no money, ne? but we had so many dedicated people, people that were passionate about their craft. People were passionate about their writing. People were passionate about composing their songs, their poems. People were passionate about their acting skills or any other skill for that matter. But now lately, the way I see things, I feel like there are still people that are dedicated out there. But there are people who are just there to make a quick buck. That's what I think. Um, that's why you still remember Abuchala Wabafileo, Nabuskudis Nice and all that, because those were classics. Mm. So I just want to know, Uguti Kwanamanje, as we speak, I am trying to think, Uguti, now, what is it, which one I could say in 10 years' time we will still say is a classic? Come on. Of the record. Gomorrah is a, is a telenovela. <laughs> okay, that's that true. time okay. we, we're doing. I'm a telenovela. I'm a soap. Okay. We're just shooting. I'm a TV what? series. I'm a drama. Okay. So I'm trying to think. Or na, a drama. In, three years, in, in 10 years' time from now, what is it that we will call a classical, a, 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 a classical drama? We will see then. I don't know. Our, especially in our industry, our, our industry is plagued with a lot of people who just want to be famous. Masculinicanism. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of talented people out there. I'm not going to deny that. There are a lot of people who are so dedicated, they spend time and go to school and pay. They love this thing with all their heart. But there are people who just want to come in, Jay. Like instant coffee, my wins instant coffee telemans, no sugar this way are so rich. And unfortunately, this is not how this industry is like. Uh, well, you might be like you but you know, it's very dangerous if you have not walked the walk. If you just come from there and go up there and you have not experienced Lama steps la amani. Because Maula payana if uhambenga ma steps if ula payana if uyawa angeko uyele phansi you will fall onto the next step and if you do fall because sometimes you won't even fall uzazenza and and say i'm not going anywhere but if you haven't experienced certain things in between and you just became famous the day you don't have a job you'll feel like the world has crumbled because now we are not in papers anymore you are not invited to gigs anymore. You are not seen anywhere anymore. That thing is gonna frustrate you because it. But if because you love the craft, those things will come, but they will go. You'll be able to survive them. What was the most difficult thing you had to grasp when you were still getting into the industry as an actress without training? Um you know what, to be honest with you, I don't remember anything that was difficult for me to grasp because I was taught to 
I was taught by a woman called Toby Kushlik. She was very, very strict. Gupogian Bess, she was the director and the producer. She taught us that, number one, you have to be disciplined. And if you are disciplined, it means you dedicate yourself to your work. You read your script. You learn your lines. You come to work on time. You respect your co-workers. Mm. If you have to do your research, you do your research. And I'm telling you, she was very, very strict, that woman. So that is why I'm saying, honestly speaking, from my side, I, I don't remember having any problem grasping anything. Okay. Because I took, I drank as much as I could from her and other people that came after her. Even from my co-workers that I found in the industry, my senior actors that I found, Bobrati, David Peitoe, I will see so and and many others, you know. Yeah. We're that kind of generation which when advised by our seniors, people who came before us, mm. we would listen. Right in the mountain. Because I to We know our rights. So because <laughs> Abu method eighteen, Abu what what what? Nikota abantu la panesinga baz. So tina we just learned. So sia saba nugu shogute mara. Hmm. The reason I'm enjoying this, the reason I'm enjoying this is because I wrote two words that I was gonna say. This is what people have termed you as prolific and a doyen. That's what people refer to you as. Really? Prolific wow. and adoyant. I'm going to cry. So I was going to ask for your comment on that. I mean, when you hear such words to used to describe you, I mean. No, it makes one feel good, you know. And um, because people are the biggest observers. They are the ones who know me. They, were, they are the ones who see me. They are the ones who listen to me. And they have observed me in the past 45 years that I've been in the public space. So if they say that, you know, I receive it with respect. And I do not even want it to go to my head. That's why I receive it with respect and, and appreciation. And, you know, another question that I normally get, how would you like to be remembered? And I normally say to them, you know what, I don't think I have affected people the same way. The same way it's not the same way that I met you and I, you know, um, related to you. So, I mean, I would like to leave that to the people. As this person who did what, 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 what. No. Because I know I have not been the same person for everyone. So, everybody unali experience I can so omulu omong ang kupulekat sila eye na ang experience ng kayo. Thank you for listening to another episode of Winning Women. Let us know your thoughts on our social media or visit citypress.co.za for news and analysis.